Hi, everybody. If you're always on the lookout for new podcasts, I've started a second podcast with friend of the show, Lena Thomas. Our podcast is called What the Puck? And it's a more intimate journal for the two of us. It'll serve as an archive for our wacky stories and adventures. The first episode of What the Puck? is available to download, and new episodes will be released every other Wednesday on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information, go to puckingpodcast.com. Give it a shot. It might be a good detour in the interim between seasons. Previously on the Sagas Podcast. They did do a spoof back in the 1960s. I don't know if you've seen it. It's really trippy. Absolutely. It's nonsensical. It had like six directors on it because they all got frustrated with David what, Niven. What's it called? Do you know? It's called Casino Royale. It's called Casino Royale. Because one of the directors pretty much said that if I can't make a serious Bond film because this franchise won't let me, I'm just going to spoof the franchise and ruin it all. <laughs> he did like a naked gun version. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's not even Austin Powers parody level. It's nonsensical. There are random musical numbers and dance oh, sequences. Yes. There's just... It's like Bollywood mixed with... <laughs> yeah. Mixed with like trippy 60s movies. And that's what it is. Of course, we'll talk about it, I guess, on another podcast. That's another Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 26, a bonus episode of the Sagas Podcast. My name is John O'Davis, and this is a nerd-centric podcast where in each season, I'll be covering a specific film series. Today, we'll be talking about Casino Royale, the unofficial spoof of the James Bond saga. Up next, I'll recap and review the movie with today's roundtable featuring Amanda Compton and Ethan Everett. And we'll wrap up things in our listener segment, Diamonds Are For Everyone. Are you ready? Let's wrap up this saga. Again! second bonus episode (laughs) welcome back ethan welcome Jono, to my home thank you for coming all the way down here to smyrna thank you thank (laughs) you (laughs) not a problem and uh welcome to the sagas podcast amanda compton thank you for having me uh so amanda uh what do you do (laughs) (laughs) what do i not do where do i begin I have a nine-to-five job at a construction company, and then I work on the side at a restaurant, so I get discounts, which is amazing. Yeah, They are amazing discounts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I speak for that. Definitely fat kid with that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you speak for the everyday employees. Those those (laughs) nine-to-fivers that are are miserable during the holidays. Yes. Yes. Speaking of holidays, 
Merry Christmas. Happy Yay! Happy Christmas, as happy the holidays. English would say. As or James we, Bond would say. Happy, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Or if we want to be politically correct, <laughs> happy holidays, everybody. Happy nondescript, non-religious <laughs> right. day of celebration. <laughs> we are recording this a few weeks before Christmas, but this yeah. is going to air on Christmas. Don't break the fourth wall. Well, I was going to ask, what do you want for Christmas? I always adhere to what Mariah Carey wants, and that's you, no. Amanda Compton. Oh, I thought you were looking at Jono. I was like, well, also Jonathan. <laughs> no, I want world peace. I think world peace is what we need. You are so lame <laughs> because you know what? Well, yay! <laughs> Hooray for you for getting world peace. But um, I asked that question to Daniel and Liz last week, and one of them said world peace too. And I was like, that's a all right. Well, let me change answer. mine. Can I get get world war instead? I would appreciate that. No. Okay, we'll come out on top and be a super nation. It's fine. We'll win. Will we? Yes. And we'll rule over North Korea. <laughs> like, oh my God. God. <laughs> Amanda, happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And uh, what do you want for Christmas? I want a Lamborghini and a Porsche. I want a new dog. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <gasps> like a second dog or like yes. a new dog? No, to you want a second dog. dog. Don't oh, say you I want, want a, re- a second dog. <laughs> a I replacement. love my dog, Dustin. I have everything I need. I think if anything, it would just be like a small weekend vacation or something. Oh, like that would amazing. be amazing. Just where, escape. Where would you go? We were going to go to Savannah a few weeks back or uh-huh. a few months back, I should say. But we went to North Carolina. But to Asheville. Oh, yeah. We went to Asheville. I kind of want to go back to Savannah or do Savannah, though. We've also talked about Austin. Austin has a tiny house. Yes, like, we need to do Austin. Money aside and I guess conflict dates with work and all that stuff aside, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? First one would be Ireland. I would totally go and like stay in an Airbnb in a castle if I could afford the Airbnb yes. for the castle. Money is not a factor. And then fly over to the Maldives <gasps> and stay in the Maldives just for go for Ireland for the cold and the Jameson and then fly to the Maldives for the beach and nobody. Yes. Like nothing. Okay. So we're doing one where it's just fantasy stuff. Yes. Oh, well, I would mm-hmm. own a professional sports team. Probably the Green Bay Packers, although they're publicly traded, so it'd be difficult. But That's what you would want for Christmas? Either I'd buy the Braves, or I'd somehow get a big over like investment in the Packers. Would you want to buy the Braves? Yeah. Yes. I'd yeah. turn that team around. <laughs> we go back to 1995. All righty. Well, welcome to Casino Royale. I'm impressed with my sports team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skipping totally over the board over topics. <laughs> oh, and we I should preface... Do you mind if I tell the listeners that Ethan and Amanda are dating right now? So any sort of flirtation that you hear during the podcast is not in this day and age, in this world of sexual harassment that we live in right now. It's not Ethan over. By the way, I don't bounds. believe in sexual harassment. I think it's a man's right. <laughs> Primanocta. Okay. Primanocta. Bring it back. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, yes, yes. Nothing not, says good not job like a good slap on the bottom. It's... We're yes, I'm dating. Five into this episode. Damn it. <laughs> Okay, so welcome to Casino Royale, the 1967 spoof. Liz is somewhere grimacing at me. I can just tell. And Katie, and Katie Truitt. She's also grimacing hard. Continue. Uh, I'm sorry, Donna. Go on, go on. Well, we have, oh gosh, we could split this episode up into probably three episodes if we wanted to, to discuss oh, the history of it and to break this movie in half and talk about every gag, every beat to this movie. Now, without spoiling anything, without going into anything, I want to know, Amanda, what were your general thoughts on this movie? 
Oh my god. <laughs> I <laughs> It was it was one of those where going into it, I was like, okay, this is going to be kind of a spoof. But then coming out of it, I was like, what just happened? Like, where did my brain go? Like, I went from, okay, chill, okay, okay. And then, like, in the middle, just like, uh, wait, how far in are we? <laughs> that and was then at my the favorite going, part. Sorry. That was my favorite part is telling her what, what time we're at. And you're oh. just going, oh, my God. <laughs> this movie has gone on forever. Wait, we're only 15 minutes right, in? Yeah. That's, he'd be like 30. I'm like, good God. <laughs> at the end i was like i need to watch a disney movie just to kind of like rest my brain because it was almost like watching um clockwork orange mm-hmm. where it mentally messes with you uh-huh. and that's all i could like compare yeah. it to <laughs> but, and then i was like no i need a disney movie just to like tell my brain to go it's okay boo it's okay exactly exactly <laughs> so, Ethan, general thoughts. Holy shit. <laughs> First of all, I think we need to find the asylum where the editor died in mm-hmm. and put some Reese there, like someone who died on the side of a road in a car accident. Because holy shit, that guy had a job to do. Well, I don't... Yeah. I, I literally... Watching that movie and telling her when we were at certain timestamps got me through it because it made her giggle every time. But... I'd be like, oh, we're 35 minutes in, and nothing has happened. <laughs> we're an hour and a half in. Nothing has happened. Can we talk about how long this movie is? Um, yeah. And it's missing scenes. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry, I'm going yeah. back. But my general thoughts were just of confusion, <laughs> bewilderment, excitement, hilarity, and then finally just loss. Like I'd lost a part of myself. And I could feel all the pain of everyone who worked technically on that film. Because <laughs> you know none of them quit. The directors all quit, but they're like, I'm the I'm the best boy grip. I have to be here. Yeah. That was my general just, oh. ugh. I think we can all agree that this is a very special movie. It is. Um, <laughs> it's special like Forrest Gump. Well, the thing is, your boy is right about here, and this is, this is where the lawn is. <laughs> well, you can't consider it like, austin powers level spoof Mm -hmm. this is on a new psychedelic level in a way it's it is a spoof of the franchise but it it's so bad can can i ask and i didn't look it i meant to look it up and i feel bad now when this movie came out how many bond movies had occurred this was 1967 so this was i think at the time of thunderball thunderball or you only live twice it had to have been at least dr no and thunderball or Dr. No and from Russia with Love and Goldfinger. Oh, I'm sorry, from Russia with yeah. Love, yeah. The first three had been out, definitely. Okay, see? Yeah. See, that yeah, makes so much more. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't want to recap the entire history of what's <laughs> going on. Where do you begin? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, very long story short, there was a producer, Charles K. Feldman, and he obtained the rights to Casino Royale. When he saw Dr. No... He gave up. He was like, I, I, I can't do this. <laughs> what? <laughs> because... He wanted to start the James Bond franchise, and when they made Dr. No first with another production company, he was like, oh, that was really good. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, he saw Dr. No and was like, I can't beat that? <laughs> I think so. Oh, God. Oh, well, my God. I so see Dr. No. When we did it, we even talked that that wasn't the best thing. No, We were it surprised wasn't. it went past that. He went to the Broccoli's. He went to that production company. He went to those producers, and he said, hey, would you want to collaborate and do something together? Here's Casino Royale. I have the rights. And they did not get along. So that fell through. He even asked Sean Connery, would you like to be in this, in my franchise of James Bond? And of course, Connery was like, uh, no, no. <laughs> and so that's when he was like, okay, I give up. I'm making this a spoof. I'm going to, if I can't do this franchise, then I am going to make fun of it. 
they had five directors on this movie, technically oh. six. Um, the special guy that we got to give a lot of credit to is Val Guest. He is responsible for tying all of the pieces together. Is he the oh, last guy? Shit. Yes. With like wow. when they did the opening, was it the weird? Uh, well, actually, I don't know what sequence he did, oh, okay. but oh, he's yeah. he was also serving as not cinematographer, but he had another role going on in the in the ah. production. I have to look back; I can't remember. And so he stuck around, and he said, "You know what? I'll do it. I'll huh. I'll wrap all this together." And do he think, said, wait, it was the "Do you worst. think they did like a pin the tail on the donkey, and they just like closed their eyes and pointed at somebody in the sound group or the tech group?" <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like if this was one of his first directing gigs i don't know like how far in the chain of command he was so he might have not been in a position where he could have said no to this you know mm-hmm. like if this is That's if this turns point. out to be a, yeah. a hit oh i want to have my name all over it however after the movie was finished after he did tie it all together he said you know what i don't want credit for this <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so history shows that he is the one responsible for tying it all together even though in the movie he is not credited as that person wow that's probably a good thing though he made the right choice yeah um absolutely absolutely (laughs) and the last little fact that i have before we start into this is when most of the cast were put in place when they were all cast most of the actors thought that this was a legitimate bond movie in the franchise and so when they started working on it did he was the number one person who took this to heart and he wanted to make this such a serious role he rewrote a lot of his scenes to make it a more serious tone and more of an acting piece he did he did he wrote it to make it more serious or he wrote the scenes that he was in yeah you can imagine all of their disappointment when it was like oh wait this is not a real bond film this is just a spoof. do you think when they saw the trailer come out they all just like shat their pants <laughs> probably <laughs> uh woody allen said that he completely regrets this he wishes he never made this movie i, I bet he does he does a whole guy. scene in mime mm-hmm. yeah well yeah <laughs> yes they put does. him up before production started he was flabbergasted by the amount of money that they were spending on this production already they flew him out to the uk and put him into the nicest fanciest hotel for weeks before he even shot his first scene and he was like i i don't know what to do with myself here you know and he was just flabbergasted but then when he was on set he was like this piece of shit like you put me up in the nicest hotel did they film cuba in england i have no idea (laughs) I have no idea. Like all, it was like Scotland, London, Berlin. He drove for a long time. (laughs) Did he drive through the Netherlands? I'm sorry, we're getting we're getting past. Yeah, we're digressing on this one. Sorry. (laughs) Well, okay, so we start off with our famous opening sequence that lasts literally twenty seconds. Twenty seconds for for reasons unknown. At that point, they're all angels. Well, yeah. no, well, no, no, no. This is not the the oh, song. Oh, oh, this sorry. is literally the little sequence before the song. All the cars meeting at that one oh, point. Like, yeah, the, it's the um, it's of the lions. Not yet, not oh. yet. Oh no, <laughs> y'all see, y'all, even y'all forgot about this. <laughs> yeah. At the very beginning, there's this wall, and it's a public urinal, and Evelyn Tremble is there. You don't know. No, who no, no. This... Is that a is that what they were in? He was. Yes. He asked him for his credentials. Yes. Oh yeah. And we were like, "What are they in? What is that a public urinal? That was a public in? urinal. Oh my god. And so uh, Evelyn Tremble meets up with Mathis. That's is that Mathis. the joke? Is the joke he's looking at his dick? Yes. That's what I. That's what I figured. Yeah. So they meet at a public urinal. <laughs> Mathis shows his credentials. God. I actually was confused about that too when I first saw it, and. It said on Wikipedia today, because I had to look up the synopsis, <laughs> how am I going to decode this? True. How am I going to go through this movie without knowing <laughs> what's truth. going on? Yeah. Um, 
it said that they were in a public urinal, and that's that's why he was like, oh. that's the joke right there. That see. Now, did Peter Sellers write that to be serious? I don't know. That's what I wonder. All his scenes are hilarious. Yeah. They make no sense, and they're bonkers, and they're funny. <laughs> they're funny? What? <laughs> well, but even still, you think about this scene, and it feels like um, we didn't shoot a, a pre-title sequence here. Um, you know, let's take this one scene from the middle of the movie and put it in well, the very not, beginning, yeah, we'll and think, that's where it came we'll think, from. That's why I think the editor died in an asylum. Think about it like this. Like, other bomb movies, they see... Uh, car chases, and like gunfights, adventure. Somebody uh, parachuting with the London, the Union Jack off of a mountain, and they're like, "Well, we have to put something." And it's a joke about looking at a guy's dick in a public urinal. <laughs> <girl. laughs> That's the that should be the description of this movie. All these things you saw in other Bond movies, this guy was just making a dick joke. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's literally yeah. what the whole movie is. That's One big dick joke. I can't believe y'all had, had forgotten about that. I forgot completely about it. it I was, swear I did. Yeah. It was literally like but we looked 20 seconds long. What are they in? Where yeah. are they? Why are there children running around? Yeah, the kids behind that was kind of a little eerie. But it made me think of one of those Ronald McDonald, like the hamburger things that you played with, played on. In, like, like the playgrounds? Yeah, the playground. I can't talk. Um, but it was like, the way it was all circular and stuff, but it was out in the open. And it was a urinal. Well, that's how that's how European public urinals are. That's so crazy. Like in Amsterdam, they're just like stationary plastic things that you stand right in. Right, mm-hmm. Literally, you pee into it. And everyone's just walking around you. It's the weirdest thing. But this looked like a rusty old playground yeah. equipment. Yeah. I agree. It said something about um, uh, labetals on the on the side. Oh, I saw that too. There was a yeah. little Kilroy was here. I said that. Remember thing. I said the Beatles thing? That was interesting. And then we go into the opening title sequence, uh. which is from Herb Alpert and Tijuana Brass. You know, I kind of like this song. That Wait, can we talk about the 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 main like composer of this? Bert Baccarat. Bert Baccarat. <laughs> Holy oh my god! Crap. The music choice in this. Can I just side note for a second? The music choice in this. Where were they? Were they like we're looking at this scene, and then all of a sudden we got music going on for this scene? It's like chase scene. And then there's that second scene. We had a what a Bollywood dance number in the middle of the movie. And it was classical music going with his daughter. With there's that scene with Ursula Andress where she's in slow motion, and there's that the look of love that bum bum. Bum bum, and she's there's feathers everywhere. It's okay, so many weird so moments. Awkward. Everyone knows me and how I am. This movie was the mo- one of the most sexist things I've ever seen. <laughs> oh yeah, in the yeah. long, in the in the like the longest time, I will fully admit this movie was the most sexist thing I've ever seen. Um, and we get into a little bit of racial issues towards the end of the film as well when it comes to the the actual fight in the casino with the yes. Indians with the, yes. the oh yeah the, oh like. What? Yeah. yeah anyway, we, we can't get okay, let's yeah, go yeah. back to the front. So, so we have that opening tile sequence. The I actually do like the animation in this. It's yeah. It's very Monty 60s. Python. Yes, it is. Yes. Um, they show the big moments from all the sequences of the film. You know, in this opening sequence, I was like, "That's a that's a choice." Well, I remember looking at Amanda going, "Are they angels? Why are they all angels?" And you find out at the end. Why. Well, did, well, didn't yeah. I say I think they all die? I told you, I was like, I think they all die at the end. I don't remember. <laughs> Just like as a joke. Like, I was like, I think they're all going to die as a joke. And they, that, they yeah. When I was writing down the notes to this, because at, at the start of the day, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how, how to make sense of this. Where's the plot? What is the plot to this? You know? <laughs> and then I, I, I looked it up on various websites and I actually put something together. I think oh, you'll be what? very proud. I'm, I'm waiting on it. Please proud. tell so, me. Please, this please is, but tell us. pretty much, this is. <laughs> 
I'll leave it up to you guys to fill it in with all the little jokes that they had okay. in there and the little bits that they had. Um, so James Bond has retired from the Secret Service, and now he's being visited by M. Now M shows up, and that's where all those cars Not meet. Not just M. Oh, M. We have the CIA official <laughs> Ransom. We have the KGB official Smirnoff. Yeah. And we have Legrand from the Second Bureau. And then the lions jump on the car. <laughs> like, and we're going to have a lot of these moments where, okay, yeah. serious. And then the Where'd lions jump on the car. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they play Born Free, that theme song, the uh-huh. trumpets I going. I just, didn't notice that it's the, at all. It's so dumb. I, all I could do is <sighs> stare at how bad, like, the, the, this, back, like, the on-screen, like, the, you know, the driving thing where they're driving. It's like a background screen, but it's lions instead. <laughs> yeah. Well, they try to split-screen the being in the car yeah. driving, and then you see the lions in a different kind of tone, and you're like, oh, my God. What, is, what did you say the this? reason for the lions was? He loves he likes, lions. He loves lions. But you never see them around his place it's when they're walking around of, outside. Like, yeah, dignitary or something. It's yeah, like but a... they have lions, but then they're walking around the compound outside, and there are no lions. You think <laughs> yeah, they'd be true. like, we have to be careful because there's effing lions. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's true. I I honestly don't remember. I this movie, there's just so much. Wouldn't have been on. great if the mortar guys they like do the plan and then like they're all eaten by lions <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it just cuts and they're well, all being brutally murdered by lions well we get to, like we see James Bond bouncing up and down in his little chair what is that yeah. that, that was a weird it is exercise. actually a, a true form of exercise in the 1800s yeah. uh-huh. um, where it helps your, your it's like doing squats it helps your your leg muscles so he's just going up and down in that little bouncy it's like the, chair those old videos where people have like rubber bands shaking them <laughs> Type of situation. when they're on like a treadmill type yeah. of thing and they've got the band around their stomach yeah, and they're oh, just yeah. like and it's going it's just shaking <laughs> it won't help um God, there's so much in every scene i'm sorry there's just oh, so much in every image all of these guys meet and they beg bond to come out of retirement and to stop smirsh who has been killing their agents <laughs> Smir- <laughs> what does smirsh stand for um it's the fictional soviet uh specter agency that they use in all the james bond novels Smirches? so it, yeah oh really it's I thought the, it was a knockoff Spectre. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Smirch is what they use in the Living Daylights. Oh. That smeared spionum. You know, yeah. that's it's actually a, not a made up thing in, oh, in this universe. Oh, I thought it really was. Yeah, because <laughs> it sounds so dumb. Smirch. <laughs> and they um, say it a lot. Bond says no. So M orders a mortar attack on the mansion, but ends up killing himself. <laughs> How? How does it kill M? He's standing right next to everyone. Yeah. His wig gets knocked off. And by the way, did, was that actor sleepy? <laughs> On the whole ride up in the car and then in the place he's like half asleep. It's like he's this is the serious. this is the no it wasn't serious. It was like sleepy. <laughs> like this is the best bond there ever was. <laughs> he has lions. Mm, I have a mustache my name's McTaggart or whatever it is. McTarry. McTarry. I think it might have just been the actor I don't know. Maybe it was just not communicating well on on screen. I don't know. Well, he probably had two different it's, directors yeah. in between those scenes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Make a choice. Honestly. Make a choice. <laughs> um, so we go to Scotland now. Bond returns M's remains to his now widow, <laughs> Lady Fiona McTarry. Oh, you're getting to Amanda's scene. favorite part. Yeah. Lord. <laughs> she is... <laughs> oh, but Lady Fiona McTarry is not who she says she is, She's because she lady. is a Smirsh agent as well, named Mimi. 
<laughs> Mimi, she will play so and so. She has a she has a ball. I think is what it says in the theatrical oh, yeah. credits. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone in this house has been replaced by Smirch people. They're trying to uh, to ruin his celibate image mm-hmm. and just seduce him and sleep with him and all that stuff. We meet Buttercup in the bath. Yeah. Can oh I gosh, can I just say this creepy. whole scene reminded me of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The whole scene where with the uh, the big weight things no where he sees the grail and then it's the uh, it's uh uh galahad the pure and he goes into the place it's just it's only women 17 to 21 oh. and <laughs> yeah. she's like we want a little bit of he's like i want a little bit of apparel it's like i bet you're gay <laughs> that's where the lancelot <laughs> joke comes from in the, the musical oh. but like go, he goes to the place it's all women and they all want to be spanked <laughs> he's like uh he's just trying not to do it <laughs> that was totally ripped off from my path and i swear to god was that before this movie? Yeah, I think Monty Python was like 1965 mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, oh. Um, I could be wrong. It could have been the 70s. But if they did, then they stole that from them because that's hilarious. <laughs> well, no, I don't think anyone saw this movie at the time. So it doesn't <laughs> right. really matter. So, yeah, we meet Buttercup. That was the actress Can... who played uh, Ruby in on Her Majesty's Secret Service. She was one really? of the... the... She wasn't really a main Bond girl, oh. but she was one of the angels of death. Wow. Um, Can we um, talk about the best joke, Amanda? There was, the- okay, so <laughs> the Scotland scene is my favorite because he opens a box that is like leftover remains from M being blown up and she goes, and it's his hairpiece. And she goes, we'll call it a heirloom. Oh my God. And it made me giggle. She like, almost nobody. fell out of her seat. <laughs> I, we were laying in bed and I'm almost like on the floor just laughing because it was perfect. And she said, it's so serious. And I was just like, yes. That was one of the jokes that worked in this movie. It was, it was perfect. Because most of the, the jokes that made me laugh out loud, it's because it was so stupid, you know? And that one is one of those that actually did work. It was good yeah. writing. Meanie falls for Bond. So she ends up saving his life uh, <laughs> out in the fields when they're going uh, hunting or, or they're shooting they're the shooting little quail. The quail. No, they're shooting quail. It's grouse hunting. Same thing. Oh, yeah. And that whole moment at the very end where she's like, oh, oh. And she, there's like this little red speck on her on her chest. And he goes, oh, have you been <laughs> shot? And she, and, no. He's like, are you sure you're dying? <laughs> he no. literally says that. He's like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and and she's still giving cryptic answers like no i'm just going to another world there's a convent right over oh, yeah. that hill she <laughs> just goes and joins a convent she just starts running away in the field she has this and whole, like he's like wait yeah. what she has this whole like, death sentence where she's yeah. like oh please maybe me is the, the uh, make me the last the second to last woman you love before the first and he's like yeah. yeah he's like okay and she's like now i'm gonna go join this convent and you're like what <laughs> and she just leaves she out into the, she's wearing like a negligee <laughs> <laughs> with like rain boots after her pipe scene <laughs> oh my gosh that the fight scene with the balls like the oh, yeah. stone yeah. thing the big stone it's balls. so awkward the one dude that pulled a muscle first of all like, oh, why would they make this their ace in the hole when none of them can do it right <laughs> <laughs> i noticed yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> like no one can do it and he's just like uh david nimmons just like uh they're all so do you awkward. think this was one of those moments where he was doing the scene and going, what What the hell am I in? What, I, 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 I hope that he was there for her blowing the horn fakely. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> fakely as possible. It was like every two seconds. She's, 
<laughs> but the thing yeah. is, like, that horn didn't have any notes no. to it. It wasn't like <laughs> a trumpet. So she was just like, <laughs> it was literally a like a charge. It wasn't even a charge bugle. It was like <laughs> it was all throat stuff. But it was, was like, going oh through God. like. <laughs> <laughs> she was doing like jazz numbers. <laughs> Again, the music did not match anything in the scene. No, it was no. so bad. <laughs> she was like um, John Mangione or whatever his name is. With that thing. That, oh my gosh, this movie! Oh, oh my god, we return to MI6 in London, Ugh. and he discovers that agents are being killed off because of their inability to resist sex. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the reason why we have the whole training exercise, mm-hmm. why none of these agents can have sex that's with That's why MI6 won't accept me into their training right. program. Oh my god. <laughs> it's okay. We're okay. <laughs> All of the other MI6 agents are being renamed James Bond 007 to confuse Even Smirch. the women and the seals. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Native Americans. Even the Native Americans. <laughs> The other guy even had, like, 007 tattooed on his forehead. (gasps) What was the deal with the tiger? I felt so bad for that tiger. Oh, my God. And it had a tongue sticking out. Why did the tongue randomly come out? Sorry, we're jumping ahead. Yeah, we're... Sorry. There's so much. (laughs) Yeah, this is... There's a lot in this. Um, And believe it or not, we've skipped a lot, too. No, we have. We've we've accelerated the process. Uh, Let's see. We go through a training sequence where we see them uh, training and, I guess recruiting agents to resist sex and the charms of women you mean money penny kissing dudes randomly until <laughs> one much. dude kisses her so hard that mm-hmm. he then forces her to have sex with well him. he kisses her so hard that the lights change it goes it red. goes epileptic seizure mode <laughs> first of all i i just want to say they did it too much that like 15 no's and one yes means yes type of situation where she's like, no, I have to finish work. And he's like, oh, and puts her down. Then she's like, oh, I have to. And he's like, puts her down. They just done that once. I'm like, okay, cool. But they did it like five times. And by that point, yeah. I'm like, she really is not into it, bro. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then we get that physical exercise training my audition. My favorite scene. Where he's body slamming all these women. <laughs> this is my favorite scene. And the whole well, second favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, now, some of the Bond girls that had been seen in that, in that sequence were dressed as past Bond girls in the main series. We yeah. had someone wearing Honey Rider's little white bikini. Uh, we had someone wearing Tatiana Romanova's just plain old outfit. You think Ursula Andress got mad that someone was dressed like her? Maybe. She, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we meet the detainer, uh, and I love this character. This is the one who kind of disappears, but shows back up at the very end who mm-hmm. had been kidnapped by Woody Allen. Yeah. Um, this is the oh, one yeah, with the short the hair, with... the sassy... Yes. Yeah. And she's spicy. Yeah, she comes out in this big black feathered. I'm the secret cape. weapon. Right, right. Body slam. We see that the we <laughs> see that Juno slams her. Yeah. God. But she immediately gets up and she's like, "Hey, that was pretty good." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we see that the guy that they've chosen, his name is Coop, and mm-hmm. Coop is the karate expert, and he has joined the team as James Bond 007. Bond hires Vesper Lind, who is played by the one and only Ursula Andress, mm-hmm. who played Honey so Rider and mm-hmm. Dr. Yeah. No. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, she is a retired agent turned millionaire. They bring Evelyn Trimble aboard. Well, don't forget that Ursula Andress is all business. Isn't She's Evelyn... very into business. <laughs> and, a, yeah. and a bed that descends into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> But isn't she seen on, like, four beds in this movie? There's one that's, like, yeah. a circle one. There's one that's, like, a heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one that circles with Peter Sellers, Evelyn Trimble. Yes. But so, isn't Evelyn a woman's name? 
That's my favorite, second favorite joke. <laughs> Sorry, is it, is it Ellen Woman's name? No, it's it's my name. <laughs> oh, God. He's in that shitty place just doing slots, and he's somehow a Baccarat expert. Well, it's comebacks like that. He that, wrote the book. Right? Like, yeah. It's almost as if they had a really good writer on this. They just That's true. They had so many changes yeah. on it. Because a lot of that dialogue can probably go over to the actual Bond movies and work. So, I don't disagree with that at all. I think that's yeah, a really good assessment. <laughs> but they bring Evelyn Trimble, Peter Sellers, aboard. They bring him aboard to defeat Lashif, who has been embezzling Smirsh's money. Can I can I just say something really quick? I think this is where I saw the first director switch noticeable. From the first scene with Ursula Andres and Peter Sellers to the scene where they're on the rotating bed and he's doing a bunch of costumes. <laughs> oh I God. think that was a director switch moment because the filming's a little different, the style's a little different, and then they're just... And he's, then he's on his knees as a small, like, little man. <laughs> that was Lautrec. Yes, there it is. Yes. Well, well, he, I was wondering who that was. Yeah, I mean, he comes out as, like, a sailor and as, <laughs> as Toulouse. Yeah. As Napoleon. Um, but that's what he was, who, that was the scene that I was talking about where we go to that scene and it's in slow motion and there's feathers in the air and we have the look of love playing on, like, some pipes in the back. And she's just, like, they're inferring sex sequence. there, right? That they had sex? Is that what they're implying? I think... Because he talks about being the second or third time or something. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it was more like costume play than anything. gonzo. Dress up? It was weird. Yeah. It It was a little awkward. If that is what they were inferring, then why this whole sequence with the costume? Right? (laughs) So... God knows why. he was Hitler, too. He was also Hitler. He was Hitler. He was so random. Oh, Oh. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to show you this picture. We're going to take a little bit of a break here. Okay. This is... Fabulous. Okay. And it's going to make you <gasps> scream. There was a big deal out in California about three years ago because JCPenney launched a billboard out there. And people were calling to complain about this billboard because they said it looked like Hitler. Oh. It's like, y'all put a picture of Hitler on there or mm. you disguised something to look like Hitler. And they were like, mm, that's not what we were intending, but... Yeah, we'll take it down anyway. So let me show you this billboard. Oh my god. And uh, give me your thoughts on this. Oh god, I'm so ready for this. I can only imagine <laughs> this is all. Just those scenes were so jarring, though, with him changing costumes and like her just being on the rotating bed. And he's like, you like that, don't you? Saying Polaroids well, or she something. She was like taking pictures and then taking video. And I was like, that's awkward. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that old man, like. One piece bathing suit. Yeah, like it this like weird voyeurism. Yeah. Okay. Alright, close your eyes. Okay. Eyes are closed. And this is the controversial <laughs> billboard that they were talking about. You can open your eyes. <gasps> <laughs> oh, oh my god! god it does. Oh, it's a teapot! It's a teapot! <laughs> but it's Hiling Hitler. Oh, it's Holy shit. Aww. Is a teapot <laughs> that looks like he's highly Hitler, and it just it it looks like Hitler. I'm not it's gonna a lie. Teapot with a Hitler haircut. You deserve that's, from Hitler. That's freaking Hitler. amazing. <laughs> that's it's a teapot. What so is coming out of the stick? fire? I think. It's like a little a bell. bell. It's a bell. Oh, it's a bell. Oh, and it looks like the hand. That I'll post this when we amazing. when we post this episode. I'll put this. Image can that be on the, the? Can that be like the head image, like the main oh. image? I'll put this as my cover photo. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh god, that's amazing! <laughs> it's like a weeble wobble Hitler. It's fantastic. It makes you uh, want to sing the song like "I'm a little teapot," but then you're like, "No, I'm no." I'm a little teapot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a teapot. 
I'll put this picture on on the show notes when we when we air this oh, episode. Gosh. But yeah, that's thought that was. I'm in Grubin Teapot. <laughs> so anyway, so Lashif has been. <laughs> Lashif has been embezzling Smirsh's money. He needs this money to cover up his theft, or else he will be executed. So he has a, a fire lit under his ass. Rosebud, Big cut. just rosebud, yeah. rose magician type oh, things. Well, all those flags. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are fantastic. Well, that's another story, but that's um, <laughs> who's the actor? Uh, Orson Welles. Uh, Orson Welles wanted to do magic tricks, and he but, did. Yes, that was his choice. Oh my god! He wanted, okay, he wanted, now I have zero sympathy for him at all. Right? He wanted to incorporate magic tricks as part of this character, and they're like. It's Orson Welles. Yeah, we, we don't know what to say. Oh. Okay, and so that's why we had random <laughs> magic so tricks. So random. <laughs> God, he that would makes be dealing his own cards and background. And I'm trying to explain to him what background is. Just, I it's been so long. I still don't understand background at all. And so he's dealing it, and you don't see any numbers on the card, and it's like five every time. <laughs> and then you see all of a sudden he's like, "And let's do magic," and, and it's like levitating some lady. Yeah, and that lady never came back. Where did and she, she go? Went away. <laughs> And then he she went into the upside down. Like <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so then we do another hard cut where we meet Mata Bond, the estranged daughter, daughter of Mata Hari yes. and James Bond. And she's doing this Bollywood dance number uh-huh. for who? For him. <laughs> well, for him, of course. But, I mean, were they just planning on it? That's you what know? they always do for visitors, Jonathan. Don't you know that? They always do that for visitors, even the mailman. The mailman comes and just hold <laughs> they just hold in. And he's Bollywood just like, here you go, here's your package. But it was well, like classical music with it. Yeah, it, was it wasn't weird. even like music was, Bollywood. It was, well, it was like tribal music. Well, it yeah, was Burt Beck. It was Back on that. Well, do you, did you like the next scene where they had, uh, she had that guy waving the fan at her? Yes. And cool he was like, wait, 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 does that guy speak english can he do we need it and he's like hey charlie you speak english <laughs> no <laughs> that was one of my like, favorite days don't too. worry about it also she hit on him it was awkward creepily oh, like, yeah. you're my dad but if you weren't my dad i would totally, I would totally hit you and yeah like, i totally hit that <laughs> really come uh, on bond uses mata to infiltrate the international mother's help in east berlin <laughs> and that's a school for spies <laughs> at this point this bond disappears for a while. I feel like this part was stolen from the producers, by the way. This was a totally different. <laughs> this is what this is different director for real. Yeah. This had to have been a different director because this auction and school and house that was out. What did I say? The like dialogue, um, even is it MC Escher? MC Escher painting? Like it, it was. was a, yeah, a, it MC was. Escher. That's a good so good way to put it. It was like a Tim Burton filmed mc escher painting yeah like the, the the walls were just like slanted the they doorways were about him falling up the stairs and then his battery heart okay well that she, guy when she goes into the bathroom or like goes on the toilet she's like this is the only john that's turned for me or something like that yeah make some awkward yeah. joke this about is the only that. time i've ever turned around for john or something yeah. like she makes a joke about and hookering so herself and then, yeah, the guy that was, like, trying to fall in love with her because he thinks that she's Matahari or whatever. And, like, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, he's like, you are amazing. She's like, well, okay. And then I'm like, bye. And, like, uses him for all this stuff. But oddly, uh, those two characters, Frau Hoffner and Polo. Yes! Oddly enough, those two were some of my favorite characters in this oh, movie. Oh, no, they were, they were, they so, were great. Her yes. look was so interesting and hit just that difference in size. Yeah. And there, it was just, they were a good team. They were a good team together. I mean, Frau Blucher and the little guy from uh, Mayday or whatever his name was from Gold Gun. Name <laughs> the Gold Gun. Oh, and Knick Knack. Knick Knack. <laughs> oh, 
They give a tour around the house and around the school. Uh, also, in the next room, there's an auction with the man who played Kronstein in From Russia with Love. Did oh, you notice? I did not notice that. He was that sort of bug-eyed guy. I didn't notice at all. I was too bewildered by the rest uh, of it to even think <laughs> that closely. Well, and they were all giving their um, their bids, and like the Asians are like, They're one standing. million well, pounds no, of no. rice! No, the best part was when they said how they bid. Yes. I only well, bid we, when I'm standing. When we I stand, was, I bid. When I no stand, I no bid. <laughs> we will bid standing and sitting. We prefer our bidding sitting down. <laughs> and the British are like, well, we'll just we'll bid wherever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. So it was like as they start bidding, yes, one hundred billion there. pounds of rice. It was almost as if this movie, each of the directors had their own fear of this movie running too short. What can we do to extend the sequence? Yeah. And so it was almost like, yeah, yeah. You, oh my you guys, God. improv, it's like do what you need to or do. Or it's like know. beforehand, the producers were like, this needs to be two and a half hours to every single director, and they were like, shit. <laughs> Like, how are oh, we going to make no. this extended out? But then they probably, like, cut out so much. They were, like, one direct One million rubles. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're you're exactly right, Amanda. So Lashif plans to sell photos of world leaders in compromising positions. <laughs> yes, that one photo was amazing. Oh, my God, this movie. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it was 60s style. <laughs> Mata destroys all the photos, and she escapes this place with the, the helper, who's the also the taxi driver. driver. The guy who plays Kronstein goes to the phone booth, picks it up, and he's not able to reason with Smirch. And so they blow up the phone booth, blowing up half the Berlin Wall, getting all these people to all come these over. All with babies. The guy, like, like, falls on his baby. Coming over to the oh, West. Oh, God, that was hilarious. But at the beginning, they were like, which side of Berlin do you want? And she's like, of course, West, the of West. Course. Of course. Of course. Like, that's hilarious. Oh, that's so right. That that's was really that funny. Yeah. Can you just see like the differentiation? That was of legitimately it? funny. I laughed so hard bad. when people started crashing through that wall. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> they all had strollers like, and babies. And, oh my god! You know, it's this movie. It has some stupid jokes, but it also has some really intelligent. Humor oh yeah, in there as well. It was like political correct type thing. It was just political. Yeah. It was very yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, Lashif's last option is to win money by playing Baccarat. So, yeah. <laughs> From what I can understand, it's a game good. of pure luck and no skill. I have no idea how this game works. And I've, she's even shown me I've and I have no idea. I've played it and it's so much fun, but you, you've got to like stop at a certain point. I lost so much money. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I won like four or $500 and I lost it all. And I was like, dang it. I don't get it. Next time. Oh, well, they are having during that SpyCon uh, in the spring. Yes. They are having a gambling night, like yes. where you dress up in your your duds and gowns. And we need to know. go to Harris and go play some baccarat because that's that would be where I got fun. hooked on. That'd be a lot of fun. Okay, so we are at Casino Royale now. <laughs> Finally, but believe it or not, I mean, there's still a good third of this movie left. Oh, so Evelyn Trimble and Vesper arrive. There's a sequence with Miss Goodthighs, and she tries to seduce, but... Oh, Miss Goodthighs. Vesper stops her. She no. saves the day. She gives him drugs, and then he puts the antidote in, and then he still passes out, but then Ursula Andrus shows back up and makes everything just make... Yeah. It was no... It was pointless. It was a pointless scene. Yeah. No, you're right. So Evelyn Trimble spots Lashif cheating using his infrared glasses, and he goes over, challenges uh, Lashif, and that's when we get all those magic tricks. Can I just mention, she steals his glasses. Orson Welles notices that his glasses are gone and goes, well played. And then just just keeps going. Like, he's like, fine. What? What? 
No. He would be like, no, I'm going to go get some more infrared glasses. (laughs) I'll be right back. You know, an interesting fact. Great joke there, too. Uh, this is a one-way mirror. Which way does it go? <laughs> that was a, Peter Sellers was my favorite the whole movie. This brings up a really fun story because there's a huge feud on set between Peter Sellers and Orson Welles. Oh, really? They were rarely ever on set at the same time because they disliked each other wow. so much. Um, allegedly, by rumor, it started when Princess Margaret, who is Elizabeth II's sister, stopped by on set one day. And she buzzed right past Peter Sellers and went straight to Orson Welles and said, You are the greatest actor ever! Peter Sellers got so mad, he said, I never want to work on set with him again. So basically Peter Sellers got butt hurt. Yes. Okay. And the few times that he did have to work on set with him, that's when Orson Welles apparently was like, You know what? I want to do some magic tricks. And that's when they, like, extended the sequences for Magic him. spite! <laughs> I will spite you by doing stupid magic. Yep, and I'm, I'm going to waste your time, so you're going to have to film your reactions to my shenanigans. Oh my God. <laughs> that's brilliant. First of all, I have way more respect for Orson Welles now. That's brilliant. I love Peter Sellers. I didn't know he got all butthurt over that. So now I have a little less respect, but Orson Welles being like, you know what? My character suddenly does magic. Yeah, no. <laughs> no one will say no to me because Princess Margaret just said I'm the best actor. Right? <laughs> well, and, and that is one of the biggest takeaways from this movie, from the history of this movie, is that there was such a feud between those two actors. That's amazing. I see that. Well, he was so Players goofy. Just... Orson Welles was so goofy. Yeah. So like, I think funny. he was reveling in making him hate Lola, remember what I told you about Peter Sellers and how he really wanted to Uh take this role seriously. And here's this man who's like, I want to do some magic tricks. (laughs) I want 50 flags. Every country's flag to come out of nowhere. And bring me some pigeons. And bring me some fireworks. (laughs) There's so much randomness. See, now I love Orson Welles for that because that's hilarious. (laughs) You get a stick-in-the-butt actor who's like, I want to take all this seriously. And I'm mad at you because something you couldn't control. And he's just like, I'm going to do magic now, bitch. (laughs) Enjoy our scenes together. And the director is going to listen to me. Uh Because I'm freaking Orson Welles. Royalty just said it. Um, Vesper is kidnapped. Tremble is kidnapped while pursuing her. So I think that's the one of the few things that they got correct from the actual book. Favorite joke of the movie. Follow that car. And the guy just runs off and goes, <laughs> next time I'll expound on that further. <laughs> but didn't he jump into his, like, what, what Well, then what he jumped he into his Bugatti or whatever like, it was. Yeah, but he was plugged like, it. He was like, with my Lotus S. Oh, yeah, it was a Lotus. Yes. Yeah, he plugged it. Yeah. He plugged yeah. his Lotus. Like, uh, what? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. Is like you say he wrote it seriously, but I can't believe he that because he had so many had little his, jokes yeah, in it that yeah, were of... silly Monty Python level jokes. Follow that car. The guy just runs after it. And he goes, "I should have expounded on that further." <laughs> like, God. and then he's like, "My Lotus, blah blah blah." Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, uh, don't just what uh that. Uh, that's <laughs> you just like forget it. I don't no. care about how crazy this. <laughs> freaking movie is this whole movie is crazy this, this whole, whole movie, movie is like, a cluster all together cluster bomb yeah, yeah it, we're gonna oh my god spin. no it but this was one of those few sequences where you know what they actually it was, it was pretty accurate with honestly what we saw in the newest casino royale this is that point yeah in that movie you know yeah. Just so but many nuggets and yes. little facets to this we movie. didn't even talk about yeah. woody allen's part we didn't talk about that. oh we're getting there okay we're, we no, that happened him. before this when yes. they talk about was he in why is he why is there black and the flag in Cuba or whatever 
and that's where he had the shooting line, the firing squad. <gasps> oh my gosh, wasn't that hysterical? Yeah, that was hilarious. Him. Yeah, they're like inter- that's right. I my totally doctor says I can't have bullets near me anytime. <laughs> and he jumps over the wall and he's Into in front of another firing squad. Yes. He's like, wait, wait, no. no that was hilarious. I love that part. I have to say the miming part of Woody Allen when he's like, it was ingrained We're not there in yet. Him. It's close. Oh. We're close. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. We're, we're literally <laughs> so there. Um, Lashif hallucinogenically tortures Tremble. Oh, yeah. He puts him in that chair where instead of, like, like uh, banging his nuts, oh, yeah. he yeah. does that carpet beater that bangs his nuts Yeah, he says, ignore around. the bottomless chair, but then that never comes into play at it all. It does, but it, it, it kind of, like, tortures him. It, it, he's only on that chair for, like, five minutes you yeah. know yeah. pick the hottest one oh. yeah. but I, I think i blanked out in that scene because i don't re- I remember no you remember because you were just like what is happening yeah. it's when he was freaking out and it was like technicolor and there was like a, a his you could see peter seller's face over like played over the images oh. of all those women walking around yes, yes, yes it, this yes, was yes. that okay, sequence okay. where he was in the sort of the clouds and the uh-huh. marching band is yes. going by him and they're on their their kilts um, and Ursula is like in the back, like hiding or something like that. Her machine so, like, gun yeah. She turns out to be a double agent, and uh-huh. she ends up shooting him and yeah. killing him. <laughs> so why have we been following this? I character? don't know. Right? I just don't know. She, like the way they held their guns was my favorite. Like they're like oh, holding yeah. them all like sideways, and I'm like, and like down by their hip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's all women. <laughs> it's like, uh, they hold those like those machine yeah. guns with the uh, big clip coming out yes. the side. Mm-hmm. Um, Smirsh comes through and kills Lashif. He finally got his comeuppance. Yay! Bye, Didn't Orson he Wells. come through the screen and shoot him? Yeah, yeah. And he, he, it was such a quick cut, but they had the little red dot on yeah. his forehead. And he just like, <laughs> falls over on his controls, and everything just God. starts exploding. But then in the next scene, we go back to London, and Mata Bond is taken by a flying saucer. Yeah. Oh god. Amanda and Amanda and I just flipped out we, when like, this happened. Everything went silent because we're like yeah. watching, we're laughing, and all of a sudden we're like, "What?" what? Like this random. And then saucer. I called it. Did I say slow ramp? And then oh uh, my god, the uh, I was like slow oh, ramp. Here comes the, the slow ramp, like Rick and Morty style slow ramp. Oh and, my god! And, and, and I was like, right oh, I hope it. he runs up with the, up the horse, just goes straight up the ramp, and it did. <laughs> this is what the hell? In the middle of London, this yeah, they were like, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> like, just like, okay. Everyone just accepts it. They're like, okay, it's a flying saucer. Everyone goes to Casino Royale, which is above Doctor Noah's secret lair. Dr. Okay, Noah. we I meet know. Woody Allen, we meet yeah. Doctor Noah, and we find out that he is Jimmy Bond, Sir James's <laughs> nephew. Oh, and by the way, yeah, um, Sir James earlier. is back. Sir James oh, is yeah. back. Yeah, and so is Coop. Yeah, so is Coop. From nowhere. And Jimmy Bond is an MI6 agent turned Smirsh out of bitterness towards his uncle. Yeah. He can never speak to me when he's in my presence. <laughs> you know, it was ingrained in him when he was a kid uh, or something. When we yeah. first, yeah. well, not when we first, but when we meet Jimmy again that second time, and he's in his little lair headquarters, and he's in that big yes. eye iris thing. I thought that was a, kind of a cool set, that you was, know? And with the whole, like, pill thing or whatever. It had so much And potential. the atomic bomb. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It had, like, 500 atomic things, and... Like, 500 explosions. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would get so bigger and bigger as every went, time. But yeah. that's not how it works. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Dr. Noah wants to make all women beautiful and kill men over four foot six. Yes. <laughs> this is Awkward. so stupid. This is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> 
we get to that sequence where the detainer is taken. This is that woman from the beginning. Uh-huh. I love this because I love that actress. I think she's so funny. She works well with Woody Allen because here he is trying to impress her and she she's strapped down naked to that table. And she's, <laughs> she's like, like trying to cover. you were crazy. You were literally crazy. <laughs> He explains the little atomic capsule that he has. He tries to seduce, but she slips one of those atomic time pills, turning him into a walking atomic bomb Mm -hmm. into his little martini glass. He (laughs) has that speech where he goes up on that platform and... The guys he, sing beneath it. Yeah, the were they there the whole time? time? They yeah. just came out and then they go back down. It's like, where did they go? They just stay there. That's where they stay. <laughs> it comes from the ground and then it comes up and then it goes back. They don't go the anywhere ground. else. They just stay there all day, yeah. waiting for speeches. And then we get to that sequence where you were talking about, where Sir James, Moneypenny, Mata, and yeah. Coop are in that room that looks Sudden, like a genie bottle. Suddenly appear. They don't show up in scenes before they're just there yeah they're just trapped and she's like trying to get some it looks like one of those boxing balls or like the boxing bag uh-huh from the ceiling uh-huh. and he's like you have to do it this way you have to and this we'll we use the gas ceiling. from this room it's an yeah. explosive but it's like, it, here, here's the thing too if you had an explosive gas and you light a, a match it's gonna explode yeah. everywhere everywhere and <laughs> it only did it but, near the door did you notice they put up like four pillows as blockades yeah. <laughs> Well, and then we see that other room that has all the world leaders in it. They're clones. Yes. And I that mean, explains a lot. They look yeah. like they're under hairdressers. So I was like, oh, are they getting their hair done? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah she, and, and like, I love the line where he's like, oh, well, why are they not covered? He's like, I've had them replaced for months. He's like, that explains a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? What does it explain? That's very cryptic. It's so confusing. As they're trying to escape, they run into Frankenstein, who's yeah, just walking he, around. Um, God, I forgot about Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, but oh wait. Oh, my God. But wait, do you know who that was? It wasn't Peter Boyle again, was it? <laughs> no. It was David Prowse making his big screen debut. He would later go on to be Darth Vader in what? Star Wars. What? <laughs> that was... I don't know I what know, we need to, to go back and say because... I was so confused by the random showing up of Frankenstein <laughs> that I didn't even yeah, look at him closely. My eyes went cross-eyed. I was no, like, well, ah! That was David Prowse. That's hilarious. Um, originally, in the script, they had him written to be, his name was Super Pooh, where he was oh, a God. giant Winnie the Pooh instead, which <laughs> is walking around <laughs> under, yes. underground. Yeah. But at the last minute, they changed it to Frankenstein. Oh but they credited him as... Why do they have it at all? <laughs> Why was it there at all? Oh he my was, God, hey, do my you guys favorite. know why Tigger's always dirty? What? Because he's always playing with poo. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> gross. Oh, so gross. Um, it is revealed that Vesper Lind was a double agent. Duh, yeah. we knew that. And now we get to the big <laughs> Casino Royale fight sequence. So, like Blazing Saddles. <laughs> I literally, I watched this sequence today, and I just wrote down what I saw. Oh, so please do. Go here's, here's the list. Go. Yes, please yes. go. I, here's the list. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so excited. Agents. Indians with TP parachutes. <laughs> yes, those are my favorite. Out of some random airplane that had 007 like, on the side of the right. plane it's a geronimo it's a geronimo but did you notice that they actually did have tp parachutes when yes. they were going down yes. the building i was like that that's 
<laughs> wrong that's design. That's hardcore design right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which they later turned into like bonfires yeah. in the casino. <laughs> Noah hiccups. So Dr. Noah is hiccuping throughout this mm-hmm. entire sequence. Counting down. With his weird cartoon character. Like it's like drawn in crayon atomic yeah, cloud. Yeah, yeah. Like they pick a piece of paper and they're like, oh, throw it in the air. It looks like atomic cloud. We have someone set off laughing gas in there. That, yes. A canister that literally said, Laughing, laughing gas. gas. It was yeah. that. What was that the thing that spins with you? Throw the dice on oh, it. The roulette uh, table. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It, it, that it, thing it just rose up in the air. In the air. Oh, God. Someone sets off bubbles. Oh, There's right. a chimpanzee in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wearing oh, was, it, was it an orangutan or a chimp? No, it was a chimp. I feel like there were it was two. a chimp. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a chimpanzee, and he was wearing okay. a a dealer jacket. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I think he was a 007, too. He might have been. I think he was. He probably was. Um, (laughs) We have a horse that's in there that's just, like, galloping around. But then we have these guys, like, someone's flipping a coin that happened to be George David Rath. Rath. George Rath, yes. George Rath. Who they put in the theatrical trailer as somebody big time. I I was going to bring that up. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to bring that up that, like... George Raft got major billing for this when he was in it for literally three seconds. Literally. And he came back at the end because he had shot himself. He goes, this gun only shoots backwards. I've killed myself. <laughs> As he falls over, he's like, oh. Um, oh, there's a dog in there that was a 007. Oh, yes. uh-huh. They crash into a room that have a bunch of girls uh, dressed in like the Goldfinger, Goldfinger yeah. outfits. Yes. And they just go screaming everywhere. So that's why I thought maybe it had gone past that point. It has at this point. Okay, yeah. cool, yeah. We have cowboys. We have an old-timey police sequence from a film that looked like it was filmed in the yes. 1930s. Yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we also say the, the cowboys rode in from the Old West? They didn't just... They <laughs> yes, rode in they from the Old West. Yeah, the, the old cowboys. Like they rode in from America. You know where Going to it, um, Sir James presses a button on a on a railing on a banister yes. that sets off a and bunch of guns. Everything shots. in this movie shot a gun. Yeah. Everything yeah. in this movie shot a gun. The cavalry is there. We get the 007 seal. The seals. Yeah, the seals. There were two seals, seals fighting. Oh, really? Yeah, like, those seals were fighting. Oh. There were and two seals fighting, the and then, then there was just one. So I'm wondering if one was a bad seal, maybe, now that I think about it. One was the double O seal, and the other one was the Smurf seal. The Smurf seal. That had to have been it. Oh, my God. Oh, um, okay. And so, then Casino Royale ends up exploding, killing everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone's in heaven now at the very end. <laughs> they're all playing their little, they're singing uh, a little their, song. Their harps. Yeah. Then... Jimmy Bond descends into hell. Someone's going yeah, somewhere like, hotter, or whatever the line is. <laughs> yep. Because he like caught on fire or something. Yeah. And yeah. He's like, what? what, what? Where they used? Well, at that point, Peter Sellers was no longer on the picture. Yeah. Um, they weren't sure. Going like historians aren't sure if he was either fired or just didn't come back at I all. I just oh, didn't he come probably back. Just, like, this. And so <laughs> they had to use old footage of him from that earlier sequence, from the opening sequence, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, oh, of him yeah. blowing that flute and then just blowing, and it knocks Woody Allen down to the down to hell. Oh, okay. So, um, that is the end of the God, spoof of Casino Royale. We didn't even really scratch anything. the surface. No. Of- the insanity that is this film like that's yeah. that's why this movie could have or this episode could have been like three different episodes it could have been 14 hours long yeah just discussing the minute details mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> apparently they had delayed the final day of filming for such a long time for so many days that woody allen left the set went to heathrow airport 
flew to NYC without changing his costume at all. <gasps> he literally left the set and flew back to America. He's like, I'm done. Out. <laughs> yep. Everyone, it sounds like everyone was over this film by the time it was over. They had people leave and never come back. Well, Woody Allen had to get back to his Asian adopted daughter. (laughs) I I can believe that because they were, I bet Peter Sellers just quit. I bet he's just like, screw him, I'm coming back. I hate Orson Welles. Well, they already, yeah, they were already. Orson Welles was taking this probably as a joke anyway. Well, it's like, it's it's almost like if you were an actor. Exactly. (laughs) It's like you're an actor in a play and you're only in it for like 15 minutes and you hate it anyway and they like, you have to be back for curtain calls after matinee, and you're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only in the first act. I'm going to leave. I just didn't come back for curtain calls. <laughs> really, like, somewhere to bar. Or that's like, why they didn't have certain scenes for filler. Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't have certain scenes that didn't connect, because Peter Sellers just left. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there is this picture floating around. It's of Money Penny, and... Do you remember at the beginning of Goldfinger, the very first, literally the first shot you see is this pond and a little duck is floating in, but it turns out to be Sean Connery coming that's through right, the water yes. and he's wearing this he's hat wearing that, that has stupid, a stupid. Oh, God. That's really oh, there, about there, that is, there is a movie still from a deleted scene in Casino Royale spoof where Moneypenny is wearing this duck hat, but there's no context to it. No one knows why that photo exists or where it came from. They just know it's from a deleted scene. So somewhere in this movie, they were wearing duck hats. What? So movie, they were sneaking up like that. That's, yeah. That's hilarious. So, I, well, you know, here, here's the thing about this movie, too. Um, I'm going to watch it again. I will watch it again. It's <laughs> yeah, long. It's kind of addicting. Like I, it is. I'm not going to watch it by myself. Watching it with Amanda was super helpful because it is slow. Like the whole beginning part with David. I'm slow? <laughs> yes. Hey. <laughs> that's why you're dating me. Um, the that's one of the major reasons I like it. Uh, no, like the first. Remember the first. I looked down and I said, "We've been watching this movie for 40 minutes." Yeah, and it was it David is. McNiven still at the castle. Oh, God. Like, that's yeah. how long in the movie where nothing happened. And you can't watch it by yourself. But watching with yeah. people, even people who've seen it, it's amazing. Because I could see so many things I could probably see I haven't seen or could point out and look at. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I was yeah. telling Amanda this while you're in there pooping. Oh. They, <laughs> you have to watch this movie with other people. I have people. a pooping problem from past episodes. Everyone knows this. Oh. Okay. Or a pee problem. Some kind of problem with my. I think, anyway. we, I, think I always edited that that out. I heard episodes. it in the. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah! In the Die Another Day episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that story. Um, <laughs> it's so much fun to watch with other people, and the thing is, I go back and watch this almost like as ambient noise a, a lot, actually, because yeah, it it's it's so much fun. And you know what? Say what you will about the music and how misplaced it is, because it is. It totally is misplaced. It's Gonzo. It's but bonker. it's. Good music, though. Like uh, I like, I I'm like. I'm gonna just... disagree with you on that. Really? One. I don't like any of the. It all sounds like uh, airport elevator slash music. It's like waiting you hear and your, oh, your that's grandma true. puts on. That's like true. it's just. Yeah, that's well, the thing. Like and watching it. It's good to watch it because you were talking about Amanda was talking earlier to me about how she was considering watching this by herself, but no, she wanted to watch it with you. But I'm like. It's better to watch it with somebody else to get that second to almost watch their reactions as well, because no matter how I explain this to you before y'all watch the movie, I'm sure it was kind of what I was explaining to you. But could you imagine any of that to be what you saw in this movie? 
couldn't even fathom. Like, when you explain some of the stuff, like, the one scene with Woody Allen going from one, like, shooting scene to another, I was like, oh, that's insane. And then I was like, that doesn't even, like, go with anything in this movie. Right. When you tell these stories to people about what you see in this movie... (laughs) They almost think you're either lying or you're exaggerating. And Yeah, they definitely think you're exaggerating. And I, can tell you that. I can tell you that, no, in fact, this movie makes you look like, no, you were downplaying this well, shit. I, I had to show Zach, my Interstellar NerdPod buddy, the, the theatrical trailer. But like, he throws women for like a good ten minutes. <laughs> he just tosses <laughs> women over his shoulder. His body throws them, throws them over his shoulder. He, what happens is beautiful women walk around, then they come kiss him deeply and passionately, and then he throws them somewhere. And and he did not believe me. I was like, I have to show you. It's in the trailer. And what he, you need to do is you. This needs to be the next movie that y'all review. Oh, on we are. It's already on the list. Like, let it be like a crossover episode. Oh, it's on the list. Trust oh, me. Do like a mashup. We we're okay. we're talking. We're thinking about it. It's okay. what we wanted to talk about. But it, 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 he didn't believe me. Like he didn't. He was like, you've got to be exaggerating. I was like, no, dude. You know me. It was just the one guy, and I love his line too. At the end, he's like, "She's like, so what are you thinking?" He's like, "That I, oh, um, that I should contemplate getting my head examined. getting my head examined." Yes, yeah. He's it, like, "I'm getting about sex, and I'm just tossing women around the room." No matter how you explain this to people, it will not live up to what they are about to see. Yeah, especially so, the Orson Welles torture scene. That's the one where I think I had to grab a man's hand to make sure I wasn't. Having a ep- mal- grand trippy. mal seizure. <laughs> like, yes. I had to grab her hand and be like, okay, there's a living human being next to me. I'm awake. Yeah. This is not a crazy fever dream. What was- Orson Welles is talking over a loudspeaker <laughs> as Peter Stiller's face appears in colors while beautiful women walk downstairs and he has to choose them? <laughs> like, what? That's when I went to him when that scene came on because it was like this whole mind trip and I was like, that's a different director. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like you can just, you can tell the piece in the, like where it just pieces out. There's at least like, three do- distinct places where I'm like, that's yeah. a different director change. That's a director change. That's a director change. But like, you're right. You can't, you have to watch it with someone to just blow their mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's a movie I think everybody should see. How easy is it to yeah. find? You can, you can find it on Amazon. You can really? buy that a copy. Well, I don't think it's on Amazon Prime, but you can buy a, a yeah. used dvd like for a digital on or they might be available uh-huh. it might be available on itunes i bet it is actually uh. i you know what? i just never heard of it before you told me about it oh it's great never yeah, heard of it nobody ever talks about it because all you hear is like all the all the bonds but like even watching the marathon as a kid i wouldn't have known plus there's so many like bad addicted. bond movies that i guess yeah. they just were like well, let's like, just do a spoof yeah, well, and it's not a part of the um, the main official series, so of course not. Yeah. you know, yeah. it's like never say never again. It, it's just you know, it's just yeah, there. But people do kind of wrap it in because it does feature the character James Bond, many of them, all of them, and it does have a lot of the actors who have been in James Bond movies. Well, the, yeah. the, what's amazing too is the cast of this movie is <sighs> gigantic. How and and how for did they time, get yeah. for that time? How did they yeah. get? All those A-list Sellers, actors. Woody Allen. Orson, Orson Wells. Wells. I mean, Peter Sellers, I think, had just done uh, How I Learned to Love the Bomb. at Dr. Strangelove at that point. Mm-hmm. He either had just done or was about to do it. And Orson freaking Wells? <laughs> yeah. Woody Allen was starting out at that point. He had been an actor in several movies, but he actually uh, had uh, made a short, he had directed a short film the year before this came out. 
See, what, I thought that was when he'd done everything I needed to know about sex. I thought that was right. That's coming up. Okay. But this, he has been quoted saying that this movie was such a train wreck and so chaotic that it inspired him to actually become a full-on director. That's amazing. And, and set things straight in the directing world and know how to do how to do things. Ugh. <laughs> I didn't see that though. Like I, this was probably one of those movies where they were like, you know, I got nothing going on and I need a little. Is extra this the movie money? that killed Orson Welles? Might like, as well do this. will to live and <laughs> so mm. no. He just started doing commercials for like wine. Was say, what did he do after that? Because I know after like, that, I think he did a couple other movies and then he started doing like commercials. Oh, I don't. Oh. I think he went the way of Marlon Brando, just the kind of mm-hmm. obscurity and not caring about shit. Yeah, he's like, I've made my money. I'm just gonna make shit. Now. Well, not even that. I, I like Marlon Brando bought an island and then just lived on it like a weirdo. I think Orson <laughs> Welles just went into seclusion, like Hemingway style. Yeah, seclusion I'm without the without the suicide. The yeah. After suicide, this movie, but... like, I, oh yeah. god, this movie was. Uh... But you know what? I've <laughs> I've watched this movie more than some James Bond movies. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I could see. Yeah, it's it. Though, the thing is, it's terrible. It's awful. It's it a makes horrible. No movie. sense. It's awful. It's mind-bogglingly so like not consistent, but it's freaking. You're right. It's freaking <laughs> hilarious. It's, it's so psychedelic. It's not yeah. like anything yeah. that you've. It's purposefully psychedelic, and it it's not like anything you've ever seen in a James Bond film. So you're like. Well, it's not like anything you've seen in most films. In mo- yeah, exactly. So you're kind of like, oh, I can't stop watching this train wreck. Because <laughs> it was somewhat good acting. It was really good acting. But it yeah. was like well some acted. Of the stuff you're like. I'm not going to argue that point. That was well acted. Yeah. They took it. They did it. Like, they, they were like a character. With it. Like, uh, I just, <laughs> I, I think the first, if you can get past through the first like 30 minutes of this movie. <laughs> which where it really starts getting bonkers because the first part's slow but weird yep with the lions and the the oddness it's kind of awkward past the scottish scene but i i do want to go back on that uh-huh. and go back in another scene where he's like one lady goes i'm going to join a convent and he goes that seems to be a theme in this oh yeah she shows she back up back. To, to collect money yeah. this agency's always been good to the convent or whatever and he's <laughs> like you're bad what and they, and they start doing that bouncy music again so it's like yeah. oh a familiar face uh-huh. and you're like but wait i don't understand why she's there like i you're telling me i should know she why from but, scotland to wherever what? this is <laughs> can, can we say one thing one last yeah. thing too i don't want to keep pushing mm-hmm. it because it's just but it's so much when he's driving down from the McTerry or whatever it is mm-hmm. castle how far of a trip is that he goes they have that car chase with the Van and she goes into the gate, and the van goes. The van just kills and her. She just explodes. What? It's like a, no, it's that, an ice cream truck. It's an ice cream truck. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank like, you. We, what was the saying on it? Because it was like something. It's like get your hands on something good. Or this something. is the best kind of like <laughs> yeah, ice cream. It was something oh my weird. God, it was fantastic. Just that scene alone, I think, was. Oh, like, this is oh. fantastic. <laughs> I forgot about the car chase scene until just. Control. Sorry, I, I forgot about the car chase scene until just now. It was so. And I just wanted to think too. about it and talk about it a, a second. They're like sitting in like this like main hub like nebulous or whatever yeah. where it's like all the ladies. And they have the racetrack. They have the little racetrack of the cars and the, <laughs> oh, the yeah. cars are going in the scene and you're watching the scene. It's like this horrible. What's the point of the little cars in the racetrack? Oh my god! Well, there it, it's this movie. You can oh, legitimately so say everything. 
and the kitchen sink. Yes. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. That's a really good way to put it. It was like you just wanted to make a big ass sandwich of just like everything, everything and anything. Everything and in the psychedelic kitchen yeah. sink. You're like, yeah. Up until we get to probably the psychedelic mother school where mm-hmm. you have that MC that Escher house. So like, that's that's oh, so where creepy. it kind of it's not where it kind of goes off the rails. That's where <laughs> it literally goes. It starts up. What is happening right now? Because up until that point, I can kind of follow what's going and on. And it was you so know. stylized too. That whole area, the whole scenery, everything was okay. so stylized. You're right. It was so Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I just love how it just like cheap things Blade off. Runner. Everything. <laughs> What I was saying earlier about that first 20 seconds where we see uh, Mathis and Peter Sellers, Sellers, Trimbley, yeah, in their little meeting public urinal place, Mm -hmm. if they did pull that from some other part of the film, where did that go? Don't they show it again? They show it kind of towards the end. You're right! They do. They show it again. It's like almost the exact same scene. But there was no, like, blend into it, though. He's like, we've lost this man. He's like, they show him again. It's the same scene, I think. Do they ever introduce him as Mathis? I mean, he does at the very beginning, because he's like, I'm Inspector Mathis, you know, here are my credentials. No, not in the Mm -hmm. movie. Okay. No, I don't... That's, like, the only scene he's in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the only he's in. God. From what I remember... Yeah, well, the thing is, I didn't get it until you just said it. I thought it was a dick joke, but I was like, where are they? Are they in a playground? If he's showing his dick on a playground, I have a real problem with this. <laughs> well, I draw the line of children, okay? What? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> yeah, on thanks for letting note. that be the tagline of the show. Thanks for coming to my house, John. I really appreciate you driving all the way down here. <laughs> happy holidays, happy everybody. Mar- happy Christmas. Maybe happy happy Boxing Day. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy, Absolutely. Happy Boxing Day. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. 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 <laughs> Amanda, where can <laughs> listeners find you? I'm on Instagram. I'm AB Compton 2002. No. Jono, you I can know. find me yes. at the Interstellar Nerd Pod. We still exist. Sorry, we're both very busy. We're trying to do some more stuff together. We just can't get our schedules together. That's no excuse. Plus, we did start a D&D group. So Yay! we've been Ooh, doing fun. that. Uh, so that takes up a lot of our time. Zach, being a dungeon master, he gets very serious about it. and He has to work on things. Um I'm a level two Goliath monk right now. Were you a Boy Scout? I was for a year. Okay. You just, I, I feel like you seem like one of those people who was like a Boy Scout at the age of like 28. No. <laughs> God, Two no. years ago? I, I did it for a year. I went to Camp Thunder. He pretended to be a Boy got Scout. got swimmer's ear and was one of the bad kids and then ended up just not giving a crap about Boy Scouts. My friend Robert was an Eagle Scout. He built a ramp for a church, a handicap ramp. But, uh. But no, you can find me at Interstellar Nerd Pod, um, Facebook, I'm Ethan Everett, that's my name, um, Instagram, I'm Ethan Everett. <laughs> I don't play around with my Twitter or my Instagram, so it's all pretty much my name. Okay. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you both. I, we have been talking about this episode yeah. for s- oh, really yeah. months. Yes. For months. I was talking about this in the middle of like the main series. I mean, can you believe it now? Right it's Christmas right now. And we're it's just Christmas now Day. doing this on Christmas. Christmas. Day. We've opened our presents. I have my pajamas on. I can't thank you both <laughs> enough because we we have like talked and hyped this up for yeah. months now, and I'm glad y'all finally watched the movie yeah. to experience the wonderful Brilliant. delight of Casino Royale '67. Yeah. I can't wait for Star Wars. That's Star all Wars. Yep, that's I'm a wrap for you, Ethan. For, yes, for season one. Wrap for me, season one. That's a wrap for you, Amanda. Season one. Like, thank you, Jonathan. <laughs>
Seven James Bonds at Casino Royale They came to save the world and win the gal at Casino Royale Six of them went to a heavenly spot The seventh one is going to a place where it's terribly hot You can listen to every episode and find our show notes on our official website, sagaspodcast.com I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions, so you can email me at sagaspodcast at gmail.com. That's S-A-G-A-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Twitter at Sagas Podcast. I love film sagas because they have such passionate fandoms. Essentially, I'd like each season of this podcast to be a love letter to the movie sagas that we're covering. It's not just a film review podcast. It's a chronicle of passion. I really want to emphasize the connection and love many of you have towards these films and sagas. Help the unfamiliar become familiar with what makes these franchises so special. I'm excited to learn more about them as well. In the meantime, don't forget to rate us on iTunes so others can find us, and send me your thoughts and stories at sagaspodcast at gmail.com. This is John O'Davis, and I'll see you next week. James Bond. James Bond.